Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Ruchi Vickas went through a really tough period in her life, which led her to adopting her dog, Ponyboy. He's been a big part of her finding her way forward, including traveling with her around to 48 states and counting. Ponyboy has also helped her become a better listener and to become more open in working with her patients as she finishes up her psychiatry residency. Ruchi, welcome to Dog Save the People. How are you today? I'm good, thank you so much for having me. I'd like to begin, if you don't mind, talking about your friend Chloe. Sure. And how she changed your life. Mm-hmm. I'd love to. I met my friend Chloe off of LiveJournal. It must have been back in 2003, 2004. We wound up going to the same college and we were very close, eventually becoming roommates over at Stony Brook University. And she had just moved back to New York because she wasn't really happy in Portland. I happened to be downtown and I asked if she would want to meet up. We talked for a long time. She laughed a lot and then we separated for the day and a couple of days later, I saw that her father had changed his profile picture on Facebook to a flame, just a candle, like a morning candle. And I assumed that it was her grandmother who had passed away. But when I looked at the comments, I saw that a lot of them were saying, I'm so sorry about Chloe. And I found out that pretty much like Eight to ten hours after we had separated, she had gone home and she had committed suicide. It was horrible, and it was a horrible experience for everybody. She meant a lot to me. She asked that in lieu of flowers for her funeral, that donations be made to the Portland Humane Society, where she had adopted her cat face from. I'm very sorry about that. Thank you. And, yeah, there's no words. I mean, it's just that kind of loss especially suicide, you just, there's so much to, to grapple with and so many unanswered questions and it's kind of a chapter that will never be finished. So it's, it's, it's a tough one and I'm sorry. So, and I imagine this affected you very deeply. And so how do you feel that this loss, if at all, led you to the animal care centers of New York City? I've always wanted a dog and A lot of people that I know wait for this ideal time in their life to get a dog. I have to have a backyard and I have to be making a certain amount of money and I have to have all of these things. But I didn't have any of those things. I just had this tremendous hole that I wanted to fill. And so I figured maybe it was the time. So I went to Animal Care and Control just to look, just to look to see if there was anyone there that I could consider. Yes. And I walked out having had signed the paperwork for Pony Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like when you first saw him? My friends met me at the shelter and I had my heart set on this dog named Mr. Mercury in a tuxedo from the website. He was wearing a tie and he had this big <laughs> smile and everyone said, just don't come home with a dog that you can't walk. I weigh about 95 pounds mm-hmm. and Mr. Mercury weighed 106 pounds. <laughs> But I was really set on Mr. Mercury. But my friends took me in the back to a cage and they said, I think this is your dog. I think you would work really well with him. He was wearing a blue bandana, 36 pounds at that time. And he didn't do anything. He just looked at me and then he jumped up and put his paws against my hands. And I thought, maybe this is my dog. Yeah. Wow. 
That's just a beautiful story. So you, did you take him home that day? I did, and when I was signing the paperwork thinking, I live in an apartment, I'm in med school, I'm out of the house for 16 hours a day. What am I doing? This is a terrible idea. I asked, <laughs> can I put him on hold and look at him again in the morning? And in that moment, Pony, who was named Lake, was being walked back to his cage, and he jumped on this little girl who smiled, and her parents smiled, and they looked at the little girl, and they looked at the dog, and I thought, get off my dog. Get off my dog. I signed the papers. I picked him up the next day. So his name is Pony Boy. Yes. And how did the, I know where that came from, but how did it... How did you arrive at that wonderful name? You know, often we have dreams for ourselves and nothing works out the way we want it to. Yes. So my dream for myself was a big Newfoundland dog that I was going to name after Soda Pop from The Outsiders because he would be really outgoing and really personable and he'd be funny and cute and doofy. So the name Soda Pop didn't fit him because uh -huh. he had these super soulful, deep eyes. He didn't bark. He wasn't, you know, super silly. So I thought, why don't we name him Pony Boy? Because mm. he taught me how to stay gold. Ugh. He stayed gold himself, too, after being abused. He was about a year old when we got him. He had been through a lot already. What was his story? Do you know? We know that he came into the shelter tremendously underweight. I think he was like 25 to 30 pounds. And the shelter volunteers, despite all of the other animals in their care and everything that they have to do, they meticulously fed him every day until he was a sustainable weight. And only then did they put him out for adoption. Right. Only then was he ready. How do you feel Pony Boy helped you through your grieving? You know, when I first brought him home, I guess I had this expectation that I never voiced to myself that everything would be easy because I have this dog now. But we went through some frustrating moments. Like he bit when I got him. He jumped. He still jumps. But he jumped <laughs> a lot more when we yeah. got him. He went through the trash nonstop. Mm -hmm. But getting Pony, he was very supportive. And he knew when I was sad. And he was there for me when I was sad. But we also worked a lot together on training, which is something we still love to do together. It helped me kind of synthesize all the grief I was feeling into something good, which we'd call sublimation. It took the pain and it made it better. And just having someone who didn't have to say anything, who didn't need to say anything, having someone who was there non-judgmentally, it made a difference almost immediately. I had lost my husband three years ago and my three dogs were, they were my everything. They got me up in the morning. They helped me work through stuff in a way that I feel three years later so much better. And it was because of them. So you work in psychiatry. You're a psychiatry resident, soon to be graduating. And how has Pony influenced or inspired your own practice, your own work? It's my job to treat everybody with the exact same amount of compassion and empathy, regardless of what they've done, because my job is not to judge them or to hold them in some sort of contempt. My job is to provide the best care I can for everyone and make sure they feel listened and heard. I thought I could do that before I met Pony, and maybe I could in some capacity. Pony has a lot of tolerance for a lot of bullshit. Uh -huh. He can put up with anything and anyone, and the fact that he spent the first year of his life in an animal cruelty case, a formative time when probably his brain was still developing, and he was able to still cultivate trust and love for everyone and patience and tolerance for everyone, maybe not squirrels, but he was able to remain compassionate. So why shouldn't I? You also mentioned that you and Pony Boy have been traveling. You are an avid traveler and you typically would travel internationally. And since you got Pony Boy, how has that changed? I started just driving on breaks from work. It's not glamorous. It's not a van life but we go wherever we can, whenever we can, and so far we'll have visited about 48 states by May. That's amazing. <laughs>
And we were talking earlier, so Hawaii, unfortunately, is not on that list. He would have to be quarantined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to that's the purpose. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have any special stories or any favorite places that you two have visited? I really loved Idaho. Uh -huh. I did not expect to love Idaho so much, but I happened to be there on a great day. It was Idaho Gives, which is like the first Thursday of every month, so yeah. everyone was out promoting their charities and you got 10% off of everything and there was a lot of free food out and a lot of it was at dog level. So it was a real community effort where everyone tried to help keep him away from the food and he wasn't really gonna go for it. He doesn't do that unless he has permission, but he was really enjoying the attention. Uh -huh. And so a lot of people told me a lot of stories that day about themselves. I've noticed that people just feel comfortable talking to me and I think it's because of him. I think he gets people to open up in a way because he just is so into everyone. And do you find in New York as well that having Pony Boy opens up a whole new opportunity of conversations? Yeah, absolutely. New York is such a dog city. Yes. Everybody loves their dog. Everybody loves to talk about their dog. And I've met through the shelter, through Instagram, and through just walking on the street, I've met so many people and everyone is so happy to meet him and everyone's so happy to learn about him. I too have met so many people on the street that I never would before, or I never, I might've just walked by them. Now, where can we find you and or Pony Boy on social media? The.prancing.ponyboy. Okay, and that's on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So Ruchi, thank you for joining us today. It was such a pleasure and good luck in your next steps in your career. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it was had a great. great time. Good, thank you. I was really struck by how Pony Boy, in many ways, inspired Ruchi and taught her. And I think it's because he taught her through his own example. He probably, like many of our pets, sits there, listens to us. They have an, such an open heart. And that open heart, I think, translates and helps to open our own hearts. And I think that having lost her best friend, Ruchi was in such a vulnerable place and Pony Boy came in and really was able to help her heal and also to help her sense of empathy grow in such a way that's gonna be so valuable to her in her field. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you.